0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Jason Rancho on AM 770 KTTH streaming on the KTTH smartphone app. It is so hot, it made me puke. And that is what's trending. What's trending? weather apocalypse, mageddon Now, me puking is not normally a great way to start the show. It's certainly a, a, a good tease, I think. Maybe later on in an hour where you're saying, hey, coming up, I've got a crazy story about how I puked for the first time in years. But it is so meaningful to me in the context of what it is we are experiencing right now. Because I puked due to the heat, not due to the lazy radio jocks playing the same five weather related songs all day today. Yeah, we got it. Hey, kids, kids, what do we think of that? What do we think of the laziness? Boo. Oh, nonstop all day playing Nelly, playing all the others. There's only five songs. And they play them over and over and over again. Anytime it gets hot. Now, as you know, it is hot by Pacific Northwest standards. Yes, we can all agree that by the standards of the Pacific Northwest, this might almost even be described as a scorcher to everybody else. You're like, I mean, it's warm. Sure, it's hot once you get to 90. Puyallup right now coming in at 93. Yeah, it's hot. I got it. 80s to mid-90s today. Low 90s possible through the end of the week. They believe that it's going to be the hottest tomorrow or today might have been the that They're not entirely sure. It's kind of depending on where you are. In fact, right now, like I said, Puyallup is 93 degrees. So my assumption is you go elsewhere into Pierce County, you go elsewhere into Snohomish County. Obviously, the more inland you go, it's going to get hot. Steve Reedy with the National Weather Service told our sister station Cairo News Radio that we now have high fire risk. We've kind of developed into this perfect storm where, yeah, we have both uh, those heat uh, concerns as well as uh, very ripe fire weather conditions as well. Snohomish? Coming in at 88 degrees right now. Now, if tomorrow is, in fact, the worst of it or it changes again, we'll find out sort of in real time. The truth of the matter is we do not have a single local TV meteorologist to trust because none none of them have like weather related names. I only trust the ones like Stormy Klein, Mike the Hurricane Johnson. Those are the ones I trust. But what do we have here? Just regular people with regular names. That doesn't give me any sense of of trust. We've been under a heat advisory or an excessive heat warning since earlier today. We got the alert. I got the alert on Saturday. And then I got another one thanks to my Amazon Echo, which did not stop telling me that we're under an advisory. The National Weather Service issued the excessive heat warning. For most of Western Washington, it's supposed to go through 11 p.m. on Wednesday. No, 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 no. Kids, what do we think of that lazy trick? Boo. Boo, indeed. Now, we do things a little bit differently here on the Jason Rant Show. I'd like to think we're innovative in the radio we do, but also in the tips we give you. This is info entertainment and so i've come up with some innovative ways to stay cool that we're going to introduce throughout the entirety of today's show
1: jason rance presents innovative ways to stay cool during heat stay in air conditioning now back to the jason rance show you know
0: too often people forget that air conditioning our best friend on a hot day Did you know that? I know that now. Yeah. Now you do. It's our best friend when it's hot out. And so thank you. I think I took that tip from Fox 13 and their tip page. I just called the interwebs for all the most innovative of tips. One parent talking to Fox 13 said she planned to take her kids swimming a lot this week.
1: I think we have plans to go to the lake most days this week. And um, we're really happy that Magnuson has opened up again.
0: Yeah, that's another tip, right? Like, go into cool scenarios. Don't go into the coldest of cold water, because then your system will uh, will get shocked. We also get that mostly because news outlets that give that advice don't want to get sued for giving out advice that could lead to someone getting hurt. In fact...
1: Jason Rance presents innovative ways to stay cool during heatmageddon. Don't leave a pet or grandparent in a hot car. Now back to the Jason Rance show. That's
0: another thing. And if you have elderly neighbors, make sure that you check on them throughout the day just to make sure that they're okay. And when they give you the look of, I'm in an air-conditioned apartment. Can you stop bothering me, please? I'm trying to watch my programs. You should still check up on them because they could just be crotchety old people who they need some company anyway. They might not seem it. And, of course, because we are, what are we? Innovative. Innovative. What we're doing what right said. now is I'm sending Duncan and his mom. You notice that Duncan is not here today. No Duncan. No Duncan today because I sent him right now. To a random hardware store in Lakewood where he I told him to interview the person in charge, whomever you can find, who is in a position of authority. And I want to get uh, just a rundown on how they've had a run on air conditioning units. And even though they could have easily foreseen this because we get the same summer stretch of some hot weather and they never seem to have enough air conditioners, even though you could just maybe order 10 more and you can probably even raise the price around this time, they never seem to be prepared. So I'm wondering if this completely random hardware store in Lakewood, what's that? He he said what? Okay, so apparently they don't have any in Lakewood. I wanted him to get... Place with actual air conditioning units that we can set. send him. Can you send him to Monroe? Yeah. Send him to, yeah, I'll well, send well, send him send to the mother, obviously. Text okay. her. Yeah, I bet they only got a couple left. Yeah, let's send him There's to probably- Monroe. Just have him look for a random hardware store, but they've got to have one in Monroe. And let's get one of those interviews in the can. I love those. Those are my favorite segments. And I feel like we didn't get one today, but we will later today. Right. We have to. Yeah, we'll we'll get one tomorrow. And then we'll get the the inevitable tip of, well, if you open all your windows and you put a fan in one of the windows, it'll start circulating the air. And while it's really just circulating hot air and you're not really going to feel any better whatsoever, it gives off the appearance that you're doing something right. And that just just thinking about doing something is probably all you need to feel just a uh, just a little tiny bit cooler.
1: Jason Rance presents innovative Another? ways to stay cool during heat Put down the
0: shades. Now yeah. back to the Jason Rance show. Thank you. I agreed. People don't realize this even though it's kind of in the name. It provides you shade when you have So let's just say you have a window, right? And uh, it's my understanding most domiciles have a window of some sort.
1: That's a correct assertion.
0: Now, usually, unless you're in a dorm room and some frat kid hanged on from one of the – and knocked it all down, other than that, you usually have a shade on top, okay? It is this – it's various materials that when you use either a string or sometimes a little wire with little beads, and if you break those, don't try to get them back on that little – cog thing because it's not going to happen. You're going to have to call someone. That didn't happen to me today. Um, When you put them down, the material covers the window, thus keeping the sunlight from directly hitting the room that features said window. And as a result, you can keep the temperature just a little bit cooler than you otherwise would have. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I'm actually learning quite a lot here. I created last year, and if you check our Hunter Green Pampa folder over there, I created the idea or I announced the idea of having shades in cars. Wow! Would... On the car windows. Okay. It turned. You, they you, were too bulky. Did so you patent we had, that? We couldn't patent it. We mm. when, when we were we put frankly we put it the patent, but it was. It was rejected. Someone else apparently had decided to do something very similar, and then the prototype we came up didn't actually fit any of the – it was just a big mess, and it cost us tens of thousands of dollars. But the thought was there because I on the show am all about helping people when it gets, you know, moderately and uncomfortably hot. Should I tell my puke story? Yeah, I was waiting for the puke story. So sund- or Saturday – was the second to last day of me recording my audiobook of what's killing America inside the radical left's tragic destruction of our cities. And I should note, it is not self-published. I got paid to do it and everything. And I'll get paid when you purchase. So I'm recording. And as I told you, because the microphone is super sensitive, there can be no air conditioner in my little tiny booth. There's air conditioning in the studio. And it's Perfect temperature. It's exceptionally low. So for me, that's perfect. I normally get very hot. I keep the studio. What is it at? What, like 62? I can't quite read it. 61 degrees right now in here, and I'm perfectly comfortable. So when it's not that, it's hot. And so I'm there. I'm chugging water because I'm trying to keep my voice intact. And I'm feeling fine. During lunch, I had a little, like, cup from Whole Foods of their berries. It had blackberries. It had some blueberries and strawberries, and it was delicious. And so I had that for lunch. We got back to doing some of the recording. I'm chugging, 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 and we're done for the day. It's 4 o'clock. I'm good to go. We only had about, like, a chapter and a half left. We were going to finish it on Sunday. So, as you know, I do not drive. And every once in a while, while I'll take a Lyft or an Uber, the idea of giving someone, you know, $23 plus tip to take me 2.3 miles makes me want to hurl. So I chose not to. I pull up the little app that tells me when the bus is going to get there because I'm not familiar with this particular bus route. And it turns out that three of the buses were out of commission because that's my luck. And thus, it told me it was running about 30 minutes behind. And by that time it was pretty hot. I didn't I didn't I think it was maybe mid 80s ish. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I was saying to myself while wearing black pants and a black polo, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to walk a bit to get to the next bus stop. And then look at the clock, how much time is left. I ended up going three bus stops later, right? I don't know what that is. Probably half of a mile, maybe. And then I decide, yeah, it's too hot and I'm starting to sweat. And what do I hate more than anything? Don't say myself. I already answered that. But other than hating myself, what do I hate? Sweating. Sweating. It's just absolutely gross. I mean, your body is all like, ew, I don't want this inside me anymore. And it pushes out via pores. It's just gross. And so I decided to sit down, wait for the bus. The bus finally came very late. I was only seated for about probably 8, 10 minutes. And, of course, this particular lane or, or bus line only serves, apparently, the homeless, like super serves the homeless. And, of course, because there were three fewer buses, this one was jam-packed. And don't you know, I got to stand within distance of many homeless people. And it was very disgusting because, God bless them, I understand the plight. There are toilets that apparently are unusable and and sinks and, and shower heads that are unworkable. Thus, that is what I smelled. And I started to feel sick, a little lightheaded on the bus ride home. And part of me said, you know what? It's probably because there's a lot of people on this bus. Inexplicably, the A.C. isn't on, and I'm probably just from the smells that are naturally occurring, probably made me feel sick. I just needed some fresh air. So I decided to get off one stop early, which meant I had to walk home a farther distance. And the second I got off the bus, I started to feel even more lightheaded and even just a little bit nauseous. And as I'm walking home, I'm saying to myself, maybe it's because I didn't eat today other than the little fruit bowl. And so I went to the Whole Foods. I got some chicken. And as I picked out that chicken and put it in the little cardboard box, I did a just briefly. And I now could not. Wait, what was it? Okay, thank you. I could not put the chicken back because that's you're not supposed to do that. I feel like I would have been judged. So I purchased the chicken, again, telling myself, you're probably sick or nauseous from not eating. And it's plain chicken, so this will be fine. Get into my apartment. And I immediately go, oh, stop myself, realized, oh, wait, I'm not going to be able to eat this. There's something actually sick with me. Something's wrong. So I sit down. I look up heat exha- exhaustion on WebMD. Turns out that's what I had. But also I had brain cancer. I had hepatitis C and something else that told me I was going with the heat exhaustion because that's the one that that matched the most. And I'm feeling sick and sicker and sicker. And I'm watching step-by-step on HBO Max, which is a show from the mid-90s that most definitely does not hold up. And I'm feeling even more sick. And finally, the fatigue is just too much. After a few close calls of, but not doing anything, I decided about 9 o'clock to go to bed. I lay down in my bed, and then I immediately remember. I got anti-nausea pills from one of my doctor friends because every once in a while I get nauseous, but I haven't actually puked in years. And so I said, "Ooh, let me go find that pill. And I could not find the one that dissolves under said tongue. I would have to go get a pill that I would have to swallow. So I took the pill, put it on my mouth, in my mouth took a nice sip of water, and I swear to you, that sip of water was the notice to my body that now is the time to expel. And no sooner did I swallow said pill that should have worked in about 30 minutes, did I go and projectile vomit like I've never done before. Apparently fruit does not digest. That's what I learned. And then instantly... After feeling sick for hours, since about 4.30 or so, it was about 9, 9.15. felt great. I was like, I've never felt better. And now I'm bulimic. <laughs> I, you, I'm kidding. I about had that something to say, word, and you lost me there, though. I, I, so the anti-nausea I, pill obviously didn't work. It. I did not even get to swallow it. I think it went into my throat, and that was the trigger to start to puke. And apologies for anyone who's enjoying a meal right now. But it is, you know, early. And I felt great. And and that was really it. Did you go for a walk after? No. I went and watched Step by Step again. And I felt fine. And then I woke up on Sunday. My throat didn't bother me. In fact, whatever happened made my throat even better because I had a strong voice on Sunday. Went into the studio, finished the book within, I think we were only there for 90 minutes or so, maybe two hours. And uh, I felt great. And I, I think it was hotter yesterday. Well, so yeah, that was all, that was my weekend. That was a great story. You, uh, you paint quite quite the picture. Well, you see, radio is all about theater of the mind, right? It's all about teaching people a thing or two by by painting with your words.
1: Jason Rance presents innovative ways to stay cool during heat Take off the hoodie. Now back to the Jason Ranch show.
0: Or black polo and and black slacks like I was wearing on on Saturday. I don't think that that helped uh, me at all. But that's really good because some people today, as they're getting out of bed, they were looking at their wardrobe and they were like, what should I wear today? Should I wear this hoodie? No, don't wear the hoodie. Wear light clothing. I'm surprised you were wearing a black polo. That's a little casual for you. Well, I have to wear clothes that don't make any noise, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have to be comfortable in them for long periods of time. And thus, I decided to wear a very comfortable polo from Ann Collar, com. Not a sponsor, not yet. I love their stuff, and so that's what I wore. And I felt good. I mean, afterwards, I felt horrible, but it had nothing to do with, is it possible that it wasn't heat exhaustion and it was something else? It had to have been heat exhaustion, right? I mean, brain cancer sounded within question. Yeah, I mean, but they always tell me I have that. And it's possible I do, and I just haven't gotten it checked out because I dismiss everything I learn on WebMD. But when I looked up heat exhaustion and the various symptoms, I didn't have a headache. I wasn't doing the sweating or feeling like you're sweating, but nothing is sweating, which was one of the things. I just had the dizziness and the nausea. And the only thing that was different, Again, was the fact that it was hot out, right? I don't. Fruit can't make you sick. I mean, it could, I know it could, it could have, have been bacteria, food but, poisoning if you ate a worm or something. I don't know. Oh my god! No, I can never eat fruit again. No, there's no worms in strawberries. Maybe look. Yeah, They're it, worms in apples. Okay, these were berries. I mean, I guess I mean, it could have been bugs. Yeah, some sort of little. No, bug. they clean it. Don't. don't that, they? Well, yeah. In the- in theory, I figure it was heat exhaustion. I'm going to go with heat exhaustion. But I mean, again, as a second possibility, brain cancer. Well, you know, we'll see. 1 800 465 8770. If you want to send me a text message, 1 800 465 8770. It's coming in at only 78 in Lakewood. They're lucky over there, is the only time you'll ever say that about Lakewood. I'm kidding. I do think that about Blaine, which is also 78. And that truly is the only lucky thing. I could say about it is you escape some of the heat today 1-800-465-877 if you want to send me a text message you're listening to the jason Rant Show. don't forget the irs continues to be aggressive they're increasing the number of officers in washington state do not try to take on the irs yourself contact our local tax expert and advocate greg nunn at none better tax resolution he will help nu double none better tax resolution
1: Jason Ranch presents innovative ways to stay cool during heat. Don't get too hot. Now back to the Jason Rance show.
0: Welcome back to the Jason Ranch show. Sometimes the best advice is the most obvious, but sometimes we forget. So remember on this hot day, not to get too hot. Tacoma coming in at 85 degrees, Issaquah 95, and our friends over in Monroe suffering through 92-degree weather. RFK today is suffering from some bad press, although I suppose it depends on your perspective as to what bad press is when talking about his position on abortion, which he is attempting to walk back to the the disappointment of, of some folks on the right who see RFK Jr. as a potential vote-getter on their side. I I don't know how many Republicans hold that view of RFK. Certainly a number of Democrats like him. And he was asked over the weekend by NBC News' Ali Vitale. He was asked in a rather clunky way his position on abortion. Now, before... He answers this. I guess my assumption was that he personally is against abortion. He is religious. He's got seven kids who all managed to look like models, which is just weird because all the Kennedys, with the exception of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., are attractive. And yet he's the unattractive one. And yet the kids, all good looking, except maybe William Finbar Kennedy because there's no pictures and he could be a toddler. I don't know. In any case, well, you could say, oh, a little, little, little adorable baby. They have a dog that's adorable. Like, the whole family is adorable. And I've kind of figured he would say, I'm against it personally, but I believe in a woman's right to choose generally, right? I, I He's clearly not going to be in favor of third trimester abortion, which, despite what Dasha Burns from NBC News will tell you, is a position that is held by a growing number of voices on the left. They believe in abortion until the baby's first cries, it's a disgusting position that I think most people would call that murder right I mean it it's with the exception of it being you know for the life of the mother and your choosing ninety nine point nine percent of people would find that pretty abhorrent, and yet we hear more and more and more high profile Democrats taking the position that there should be no restrictions on abortion. He did not answer the way his campaign wanted him to.
2: Would you sign a federal protection to protect the rights that were in the row precedent if you were president?
0: Now that just say, do you support a woman's right to choose? Should we go back to it's a very weird way to ask that question. Right? It's just well, it it's said un- precedent and president in the same sentence. That's already confusing. It, it's it's unnecessarily confusing.
2: I believe that a decision for a child should be up to the women during the first three months of life. So you would cap it at 15 weeks? Yes. Or 21 yes. weeks? Yeah. Oh, both weeks. weeks. So three months. You would sign a federal cap on that? Yes, I would. Okay. So not unlimited access to abortion, as many in the Democratic Party. I think the states, uh, you know, once a, a child is viable, outside the womb, I think then the state has an interest in protecting that child that is that super state. And you know, I think that the state has an interest at in every level, but at some point, I don't, you know, I'm against, I'm for medical freedom. I right. think individuals ought to be able, able to make their own choices. Which is why I'm surprised to hear you say you'd cap it. Well, because, you know, I think at some point you say, the state, I would personally not, I think the state, um, have a you know have a right to uh to protect a child once the child becomes viable that right it increases and i think there's very very few abortions that are performed after that period of time anyway
0: now his answer was clear based on that you know exactly where he stands He doesn't like abortion, but he thinks it should be a woman's right to choose up until the three-month mark, which is basically up until viability. That is a very, 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 very mainstream position. That's the majority of where this country is. That's the majority of people. Just because you are, as I am, pro-life doesn't change the fact that's where the mainstream position is. Here's the statement his team put out. Mr. Kennedy's position on abortion is that it is always the woman's right to choose. He does not support legislation banning abortion. So the campaign says his position on abortion is quite the opposite of what he just said multiple times within about a 90-second time period. I I seem to recall one of the statements that were, were put out today, and I think there were a couple, saying he was confused by the question. Now, if he stopped after the first 10 seconds, okay, I might go with him on that. Maybe he was saying, do you personally? But no, he was pretty clear on legislation. But there, there, was no, there was no stuttering about, he knew exactly what he was saying, and it is a perfectly reasonable position. If I'm the campaign, I'm upset because you want to get all of the base of the Democrat Party That does not get inspired by Joe Biden, does not like Joe Biden. He's clearly not the president that they signed up for in their crazy mind because he's very, very far to the left, but not far enough. So you need to court them. And his answer doesn't court them, pushes them away. And so they did a little bit of cleanup with a statement or two that no one will read or remember outside of the interview he gave, which will live on forever and ever and ever on this thing called the interwebs. Meanwhile, the Daily Caller is reporting that the New York Democrat official an executive of Erie County by the name of Mark Poloncars, he previously bragged about vetting migrants who were going to be housed and were ultimately housed in his county. He was dismissing the concerns from folks who said, whoa, 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 whoa. this doesn't seem safe. We can't continue to have more and more migrants, illegal uh, immigrants coming into our community. What's going on? This is not safe. And he was like, oh, you shut your mouth, you. He said it in a politically acceptable way. But that was the intent. Shut up. We've got this covered. It's perfectly safe. Our vetting process is second to none except it turns out it's second to many. In fact, it's last. Because now he's telling the mayor of New York, stop sending so many migrants. We can't do it because we've had two high-profile incidents suggesting that security is not insured and the vetting process is not working. Cheek Tawaga Police Chief Brian Gould announced over the weekend that he arrested or his department arrested a 22-year-old migrant staying at a local hotel for allegedly sexually assaulting a 27-year-old woman from Buffalo who was working at the hotel. He was charged with sexual abuse and unlawful imprisonment. And now even the police chief is saying, yeah, this hotel should no longer be used for migrants, period. Because another incident had occurred just a few days earlier, this one came out of the New York Post, where a migrant from Venezuela allegedly raped a woman in front of her three-year-old kid. And so now this executive, who assured everyone that their concerns over safety were illegitimate, he's now saying, quote, I demanded that Mayor Adams pause all further transportation of asylum seekers to our community until such time as we can resolve all security issues. He agreed and informed me they will not send any additional persons to Erie County at this time. He then also said, we have to come up with a security plan, like, like the one we I previously bragged about because that didn't work. We need to do something. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York has since come out and said she's going to deploy the National Guard at each of the hotels that house migrants. If you need to post National Guard outside of any location that you're shipping people to, generally a sign that things are not as safe as you want them to believe they are, right? Just just generally speaking. When we were accepting in various states folks from Hurricane Katrina, for example, they were escaping and they were staying in host homes. Sometimes they were, in fact, put up in in hotels. I don't seem to recall the National Guard having to stand guard next to said hotel or each individual apartment complex. I don't recall any negative stories associated with that. It was a moment where everyone came together because we are a compassionate people, including when it comes to migrants who are legitimately seeking asylum who we're talking about, they're not legitimately seeking asylum. They want to come into this country. I get it. I would as well. If I was from Venezuela, I would want to live here too. Wanting something because of an economic reality back in your home country does not mean you are legitimately seeking asylum. And the fact of the matter is, because there's no reasonable vetting going on at any point during this entire process— We're just letting people come in who might not be good people. Sorry, that's the reality. That the Biden administration and too many Democrats want to pretend otherwise. That every single person who's crossing this border, especially the single young men, are coming here because they're escaping the the tyranny of their socialist countries. Even though we've got socialism being pushed here by many Democrats on the left. That's just not true. It's just not true. And because we're not vetting, we are setting this kind of incident up. That's the truth. We are putting people in harm's way unnecessarily. And again, it would at least be different if they were saying, as they're letting folks in, we're doing background checks. We're making sure we have all of their information. Should something happen, we would be able to track them down so that they can be punished. But the irony is, depending on where some of these crimes occur, they might be occurring in sanctuary cities that have laws on the books. And I don't know about this county, but if that happened in New York, if ICE had a detainer for this guy, they wouldn't fulfill it. They would not cooperate with the federal government. They would not under the law. They could not. If this happened in Multnomah County, The individual who shares any information with ICE or the federal government on a case like this, let's say he's found guilty, we know he's in this country illegally, he serves his term in jail, he would just go. We wouldn't even alert ICE to go pick him up so he can be deported. King County, same thing. That's the reality. Does that not tell you something about our policies, about our laws? about the left's view on immigration, and not everyone on the left. I think that this is a radical position that a lot of folks on the left take. I do think that there's more people supportive of sanctuary policies and laws on the left than there used to be. But I think most reasonable people, Democrat, Republican, anyone anyone in between, says, okay, yeah, if they committed like a, a crime like this, they should 100% be deported. And we should do whatever we need to to make sure that they are punished and never be allowed to come into this country again. That is a reasonable mainstream position. That is not the position of the Democrat Party. Not the Democrats, not everyday voters, but the Democrat Party. And that is absolutely terrifying. one eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy. 465 8770 if you want to send me a text message. 1-800-465-8770. When we come back, we keep getting told that exposure to fentanyl is no big deal. Uh, I beg to differ. There's another story suggesting otherwise. We'll get into it.
1: Jason Rance presents innovative ways to stay cool during heat. heatmageddon. Put down the shades. Now back to the Jason Rance Show.
0: Always, always, always worth repeating. Welcome back to the Jason Rand Show here on this Monday afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are constantly told that it's safe to be around fentanyl. That exposure to the drug in powder form or via secondhand smoke. We've been told multiple times here in King County, that it's safe, relax. Now, sure, there are a whole bunch of bus drivers and sound transit operators who said, man, I've been feeling really sick around all the fentanyl smoke. And finally, Sound Transit and King County Metro said, okay, fine, we'll get you dubbed to do a study. Because they had their public health officer or one of them come out and say it's safe, which just seems... Odd to me, but okay. never really made any sense. It seemed rather reckless to make that kind of claim, mostly because I think the reason why some folks want to have us believe that is that maybe the risk is low. It's there, but it's very low, and they want to both normalize the behavior because of the whole idea that if you stigmatize drug users, they're not going to get help, which is nonsense. But also because I think they want to encourage people, continue to encourage people to help someone who's overdosing in front of them. And maybe they feel like it's not safe to engage because fentanyl is around. That's my guess as to why they put out these claims. But there's a story out in Florida with some pretty dramatic video suggesting yet again that perhaps... Fentanyl exposure isn't as safe as some believe or some claim. Flagler County Sheriff's Deputy Nick Hesior, he was on the side of the road testing a substance, a white substance that he and other deputies found inside of a vehicle that they pulled over. They're just doing a standard test to find out what the drugs were. He was wearing protective equipment. But all of a sudden, he started to feel a little off. Something was wrong. Oh, I just got really lightheaded. You did? Yeah. Uh-huh. Gotta go. Sir, did you have any fruit from Whole Foods, and what was the temperature like outside? Call EMS. Mm-hmm. Have a seat. Have a seat. Mm-hmm. Have a seat. They're sitting him down on the ground, and he looks totally out That's of it line. at this point. Take it
2: it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt you if it's not it.
0: He's getting Narcan now.
2: Here, here, breathe in, breathe in,
0: breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. Breathe in. That's the Narcan that is Three uh, thirteen one one Narcan bit. Yep, there you go. It's administered through Narcan. the nose. It's like a spray. And he's there, and you could look on his face. There's clearly a panic. He knows something is wrong. He knows that he was just working with some kind of substance, which, as it turns out, according to the New York Post, was fentanyl. And again, he had protective equipment on. Now, is what we just saw, is what he just experienced, a direct result of the fentanyl? Could it be coincidental? Maybe. Maybe. We don't have those details yet. This just happened. But the reason why in this case, the Flagler County Sheriff's Office put this information out there is because, again, we are constantly told that it's safe to be around fentanyl. You shouldn't take it, but it's safe to be around, including secondhand smoke from fentanyl, which is weird because cigarettes, they tell us, secondhand smoke kills. And yet when it comes to fentanyl that's being smoked on a bus with no windows open, you're supposed to just completely sit back and say, oh, you know, Addicts will be addicts. It's dangerous. And we've been getting a lot of these kinds of stories. We have. There have been some folks who early on said, well, it's probably just coincidental. That's not what fentanyl does to anybody. But then the stories keep coming out. And yes, I suppose it could be completely coincidental. Maybe it triggers something else when there's an underlying condition that we're unaware of and... There haven't been studies on these incidences, so maybe that's what it was. Maybe. But wouldn't you want to be extra cautious? Just a little tiny bit extra cautious when we're providing advice to people who unfortunately find themselves around fentanyl more often than they're comfortable. You go on a bus, you wait at a bus stop, you walk through downtown Seattle, Lake City. Ballard, Capitol Hill, parts of Tacoma, parts of Everett, parts of Bellingham, all over the place. You're going to see fentanyl being smoked out in the open, and sometimes you're very close to these people. To me, it seems more responsible to say, mm, you might want to stay away. It's a Jason ranch Show.